Got to welcome into the show now the commish, the commissioner of the A Leagues, Nick Garcia. Kind of sounds like you 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 you're running something else out of Philadelphia or like New Al, York. Al Pacino. Yeah. G'day, Nick. How are you? Good morning, guys. How are you? <laughs> yeah, good. Thank you, mate. Good. Now, all morning we've been talking about uh, this new A League franchise that is going to be based out of Auckland. Everybody, obviously, the first thing everybody wants to know is what this thing is going to be called, right? And we don't have a name yet, so I've been asking people to give us some names. Uh, we've had the Auckland Athletics, so we could go with the Auckland A's, the Auckland Arrows, uh, Tamaki Makoto FC, or as you may have experienced on your way from the airport yesterday, what about the Auckland Traffic? Have you have you got a preference? <laughs> Definitely not the Auckland traffic. Um, <laughs> the Auckland days sounds a bit too much like the Auckland days. But there's some good names coming through there. I like to keep, keep them coming. We'll pass them on to the owners. and I'm sure they'd value it. <laughs> and, what, and what about the owner um, uh, and his excitement to be down here? I know that he lives in New Zealand, but his excitement to be down here with an A-League team, is that um, sort of resonating through through what you guys are trying to achieve? Yeah, 100%. I mean, look, we, we've been on a... The Auckland part of this journey has been a year long in terms of the whole kind of strategy and working out. We we love Auckland as a market. We think it's absolutely right for a new A-Leagues team. There's massive kind of football participation here. Lots of football fandom. It's the biggest city in the region that hasn't got an A-Leagues team. So we were all in on Auckland. The question then is, can you find the right owner? And uh, and actually, there was, there was a lot of, as I'm sure you're aware, there was a lot of kind of interest in the mm. club. And uh, we ended up in the bidding process. But... You know, Bill Foley and what he's done, you know, he's obviously got the multi-club thing, which is the, the latest kind of must-have in uh, in global football right now. So he's got a, a team in the English Premier League in Bournemouth. He's got a team in Ligue 1 in France, in Lorient. And, uh, and of course, he's got the Vegas Golden Knights, not a football team, but a, a very successful NHL team that just won the Stanley Cup. Um, and now he's adding that with a, with a football team uh, here in Auckland, which is, um, which is really exciting because he's a, like really sophisticated global sports investor. You know, these people are um, not just club owners at this point. All of our club owners own a stake in the league. So we sit around the boardroom table with them. We work out problems with them. We want we want brilliant people that build for our league. So we're really delighted. Hey Nick, so just for for me and Rick, okay, because we live here in Auckland, and you know we we appreciate the city and and don't really understand the due diligence and the. I guess the mechanisms that you have to have to go through to get someone like a Foley to to invest in Auckland, like what is it like from your perspective? What is it about Auckland that is so attractive as a as a franchise? So I don't want to bore you too many details, but tell me if you want more. So we we basically look at a number of things. The first thing is. In this round of expansion for us, it's a really good market that we went in, right, to, to grow the A-League, to take it to new fans. So the first thing is, what does the fan base look like? So how, how many kind of football supporters are there? How many people are participating in football? Because we know that people that play football tend to follow the A-Leagues. And those numbers are both really strong in Auckland. Um, the other thing is sports infrastructure. You know, the having the right-sized rectangular stadium with a football pitch rather than playing in ovals and stuff like that is really important to us, and, and you have that here in Auckland as well. Um, and the other thing with with football, um, and certainly now I'm I'm probably a year now living in I live in Sydney, but I'm I'm probably tell from accent I'm a Brit. Um, but the the demographic in Australia and New Zealand is really changing. A lot of people coming in from football first countries, and Auckland is such a diverse population. Um, and football is a, a sport that you know the, the world sport, which transcends kind of so many different um, 
different nationalities that Auckland was just kind of right from it from that from that side of things so we we obviously did that kind of a lot of that strategic thinking in in like an ivory tower if you like and we said well let's let's test it so I've spent the last six months um, with a number of members of my team going back and forth to Auckland, really understanding the football community here, meeting with them, seeing what, what might work, what, what you would need to avoid. And it's just been complete, overwhelming support of the team here. So we were really pleased to see that the Ivory Tower strategy bit actually was right. And then we tweaked it. And then it's a case of going to the market and finding the right owner. Nick, on that, I mean, I know that Auckland City FC, which you, you'll be aware of, have been trying to get a, a license for a while, and I know they were they were part of the bidding. And there was another uh, conglomerate as well, which uh, included Ryan Nelson and Tim Brown, two very big names in New Zealand football from a from an all whites point of view. Um, so, why Bill Foley's bid versus the other bids? So obviously, I can't comment on on any other bids. Um, I think Bill Foley's bid. Um, and actually, it was go back before the bid. It was from the first conversation we had with him when he talked about his real desire to engage the community and create a club for the community that is sustainable but also wins. Um, but it wasn't just talk, right? Because he'd just done that um, with the Vegas Golden Knights, and you can see all, all the kind of details behind that. I think you know, building an ice hockey team in, in the desert is, is ambitious, and he got a lot of, uh, didn't, <laughs> didn't get the most support at the beginning. I think he said there was something like two or 300 people that would ice skate or play ice hockey in, in, uh, in Vegas at the time. Now there's five and a half thousand. He's put ice rinks in, he's put deep roots into the community. It's something like the 42nd smallest market in the US in terms of uh, where NHL teams play. And he's in the top five or top 10 revenues. So the guy really knows how to run sports teams and put those roots into the community. So when the conversation started there, as opposed to, and I'm just talking generally in sport here, people going, how many star players can I get? You know, what, what, what can I get out of the Premier League? And that kind of thing, that bringing in superstar players, Moog season, thinking very much about the first team, that's, that's not the conversation we want to have. The conversation we want to have is how do I put roots into the community? How do I develop young talent that will play in the league as youngsters go on to bigger things, whether it's the national team or European clubs? That's the conversation we're having. So, so that bit was um, was a really good start. It was also a very easy conversation about the license because we were aligned on values. I mean, we actually agreed commercial terms of the deal in principle in 48 hours over a weekend wow. on two calls. It's, you know, what you know when the deals go like that, that there's really good alignment. And the first call we had was with, with, with um, Bill's chief investment advisor, as usual, that normally how it would work. Second call, the next morning, Bill was on the phone. And he's been in every major meeting since. So the other thing is he really leads from the front. He's absolutely front and center of this. He cares deeply about it. And you'll see the other franchises, whether it's Bournemouth, whether it's Vegas, uh, Golden Knights, he really leans into them. And uh, and that's exactly what we want from an owner. That's, and that is so awesome. And, and given, let's have that conversation that you've talked about football and community and stuff like that. The other one is the commercial realities of someone who's so heavily invested in New Zealand and, and has a lot of ownership down on the waterfront. Has there been discussions about a waterfront stadium? Because there's three of them at the moment and at council. Yeah, look, I, I'm, I'm aware of the broader discussions in Auckland and clearly, as I've talked about before, we've engaged the whole football community and it was a point that just kept coming up and I don't think there was ever a clear resolution. Um, there's been a lot of talk around Bill, um, you know, 
intermittently he wants a stadium. I think I think if he did, that would be very much a phase two for the club, but it would be definitely a question to ask him. Yeah, all right, Nick. Uh, the other other team that's supposed to, supposedly, I don't know if you can confirm this or not, but uh, yeah, if rumours are to be, I believe the 14th team is going to be based in Canberra. Can you confirm or deny? And, and when will we get news on the 14th team? Yes, yeah, so it's always been our intention to put it in Canberra. Um, as part of the kind of, in this expansion plan, we wanted to put teams where we knew we knew they'd succeed because of all the stuff I talked through before. And we ranked 13 markets across Australia and New Zealand and Auckland and Canberra were top um, by, by some way, actually. So, um, so Canberra is something we've been working hard on and we've had a number of discussions there. We spent an awful lot of time in market. Uh, it's a different proposition uh, to Auckland, but really solid proposition um, nonetheless. We're at a stage right now with um, very advanced discussions, I'd say, with a bidder uh, on Canberra, and uh, I'd hope to have an update on that in the coming weeks. And uh, just before we let you go, mate, uh, obviously an issue that has uh, been there because we're talking about clubs based in New Zealand playing in an Australian comp, so you've got a, a team, teams from Oceania playing in an Asian confederation. Uh, is there any change or any discussion with AFC about Champions League uh, qualification for New Zealand-based teams. Now there's going to be two in the league. Yeah, it's it's um it's a point we're really conscious of, and it's been something we've been kind of looking at and discussing for a while now. I think certainly having two teams in New Zealand allows us to kind of up the ante on that discussion. Um, whether it's AFC, whether it's OFC, kind of obviously it could naturally fit in either. Um, I don't know. I think the really interesting thing is we're going to be moving into a much expanded FIFA Club World Cup soon. And, uh, and the ability to qualify for that, I think, would be uh, would be really good for these teams. Um, so, no, all I can say on that is that it, it, it is a discussion to your question, and it's one that's ongoing. Good stuff, Nick. Appreciate your time, mate. Uh, enjoy your time here in New Zealand. I know you're, you're staying for uh, the game this weekend, the Phoenix, uh, at uh, Go Media Stadium, Mount Smart. So enjoy that, enjoy your stay, and uh, hopefully we can talk again in the future. Shall do. Thanks for your time, guys. Appreciate it. Cheers. Uh, Nick Garcia, the Commissioner of the A-Leagues, uh, there with us on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Yeah, interesting what he had to say about Auckland. The, the You know, everywhere they looked at, that was the number one option. That's right. Number one option. And, and really interesting how he kept the conversation around the stadium really short. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like... It's like Mate, we 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 definitely talking about that. Well, did you notice though that he said they wanted a stadium that was rectangular? Yeah. So well, that and of course it. they need a rectangular stadium down on the waterfront. That rules out Eden Park, though, doesn't yeah, it? That's right. That's right. Yeah. So I, I think I think we're going to hear a lot more about um, the owner of the Auckland A League side and the new stadium.